Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of That So Matthew. Today, I am so excited to have a new guest on the podcast talking about a very exciting movie. So introduce yourself and what we'll be talking about today. Okay. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Nemachi, but everyone just calls me Nem. I'm 23 years old and I'm from France, hence the accent. And today we're going to talk about the classic rom-com, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Um, I also think that it's so cool that you're from France. I definitely think that you're the only guest I've ever had that is from France. So that is so exciting. Okay, that's an honor. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'll be honest. I do take French in school, but my French is so horrible that it probably wouldn't do much. But I'm so excited (laughs) to have you here. Um, Yeah. So 10 Things I Hate About You. This is actually the second time that I saw this movie. The first time was a fun fact in a school classroom last year i watched this well in class really like what was the assignment what was the class it was just um i think it was like the last day of school or something and the teacher just turned it on okay (laughs) so what do you think about the movie um well overall it is definitely a unique movie. It's definitely not a movie that I'm normally into. I'm not a normal rom-com person. Um, but this movie kind of served. I will be honest. It, it, I don't know. It's just like kind of interesting. Like I know that it's supposed to be based off of like a Shakespeare thing. Which yeah, I, I learned that yesterday. I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I was really surprised, but, like, I kind of love it because, like, I'm a theater person, so, like, that just makes everything better is Shakespeare. Um, But I'm very excited to talk about all the different characters and stuff in just a minute. Uh, Before we do that, this came out in 1999, so it's about 23 years old um, on March 31st, and, yeah, it is a 1990s high school rom-com. We have Cameron and Bianca and Patrick and Kat, those are all like our main um, characters. Um, So honestly, just right off the bat, we have Julia Stiles who plays Kat, who is the more, or the less social sister. What did we think of Kat throughout this movie? Um, I really love Kat. And I also love the fact that she doesn't fit in, but she doesn't want to fit in 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 a way. So she's not popular and she doesn't care. And I just think like she's, really um different from her sister bianca but in a good way and she's like strong-minded she's a feminist she knows what she wants so i really love her character me too she is um currently with patrick who we'll get to in a little bit but she's very antisocial. um she i just love her character in general she's kind of like that personification of like teen angst yeah yeah I really love it. She gets accepted into the Sarah, Sarah Lawrence College um, and her father doesn't want her to go. And she is just basically like the more interesting one of the movie. I don't know why. She's like just my personal favorite of like characters. She's always just kind of like she really doesn't care what other people think. She kind of just lives in her own world. And I, I kind of love it. Yeah, and I think what's cool about the movie is that she doesn't try to change. Like, she doesn't try to be popular during the movie. She doesn't do, like, a makeover or anything. So I just think that's really cool because in, like, 2000 movies, there's always 
like a makeover there's always someone trying to be popular like mean girl or whatever and she doesn't try to like be popular or change herself so that's really something different and I really love her yeah I I you're right that is such a very like 2000s like trope during movies is like the makeover yeah and it I love I kind of just love the way that it's portrayed in this movie that she doesn't really care she kind of is just introverted and antisocial but she's just amazingly like iconic in that way that she just doesn't care what other people think which is always like a plus in the this kind of movie yeah honestly she's like who I wanted to be in high school like I wanted to be like edgy and listen to like underground music and she's like the character I wanted to be like you know when you watch a movie and you want to be like some characters I want to be her (laughs) totally I I kind of love that though like you just wanted to like live your best life without letting other people get in your way and that's exactly what Kat does and I think that that's what is done so well about her character throughout this movie so yeah probably my favorite character um up next we have Patrick who is the um like the bad boy of the movie who dates Kat and ends up like falling for her and he is played by Keith Heath Ledger um what did we think of Patrick in this movie? I love him. Like, he's portrayed as a bad boy, you know, bad guy. There's, like, rumors that he doesn't have a liver, etc. But I just love him. And I love how he easily opened up to Kat. And, like, he was just, like, a facade. He acted like he doesn't care, but really he's just, like, so sweet. And when he sings the song for Kat, um, what was it? It was... um, can take my eyes off you something like yes that. yes that is correct yeah and he's such a good singer too so <laughs> it, that was such a cute scene I I have heard that song a lot of times before and I like never like knew that it was in this movie so the first time I had watched it I was like this is so cute and then the second time I watched it I was like this is even more cute than I remember yeah and especially because I've heard that if really he was really invested in this scene like he chose the song and he chose the outfit and he was really into it. So it just makes everything much better. Yeah. I think when like, as like an actor myself, when you're like really into a scene or like a character, I think it just makes everything so much better. And yeah. so like hearing that, like it was probably one of my favorite scenes of this movie. It's like obviously cringy, but like what is new? Like <laughs> this is an early 2000s movie. That's a rom-com. Obviously it's going to be a little cringy. Um, Another thing I really like about Patrick is he's super like sarcastic. He kind of just always just kind of lives his own life as well. Like he's a bad boy. He like, he smokes, he drinks, you know, all that good stuff. But it always just is such an interesting like trope in the movie, like the the bad girl and the bad boy kind of vibe. He also has like an Australian accent, which is kind of funny because he's supposed to be from Australia, but then he also, like, has an American accent at the same time. Wait, is Heath Ledger, like, Australian or American? I couldn't tell. Um, I honestly don't know. I can honestly look it up right now, because I'd be very <laughs> interested to know. Uh, he was born in Australia. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. Because I think the first time I watched the movie in English was two days ago. Before that, I had already seen it, like, in French, so I had no idea he had a different accents. Oh, my gosh. That's actually kind of iconic, though. I love that. <laughs> he, I did, also, Heath Ledger died. I didn't know that. Yeah, he died in 28, I think. Wow. 
Yeah, that that, I'm really, that makes me sad to hear. Uh, yeah, so Patrick is also an icon, as well as our next um, character, Cameron, who is like a new student, and he's like in love with Bianca. And Cameron in this movie was like kind of just his own entity. Like he kind of was just also living his own life, but he was kind of like the funny comic relief of yeah. the movie. Yeah, I agree. And he's played by Joseph Gordon, which I love, who I love. And as you said, he's like the funny guy. He brings like like some fresh air and like really different from Patrick. He's funny and he's much freer, much free. And yeah. And also I think he's like only two years younger than Eve, but he looks so much stronger in the movie. Yeah, he looks like a tiny little child in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I The thing I really like about Cameron is that he's just kind of like a sweet little like boy, which sounds really weird to say, but like he's just way <laughs> less like big and extravagant as the other people. And he's just like super sweet all the time. He's always trying to like flirt with Bianca. And... Then they go to prom together, which is super cute at the end. And then they begin dating. Um, And he also moves around a lot, which is like a very like 90s like movie trope. Like there's the boy that moves around all the time. Yeah, like the new kid. Um, Because his, I think his father is in the army. So that's why he moves a lot. Yes, I think that is correct. So it, it was just, he was like also one of my favorites. I feel like I've said that about every single character, but like <laughs> they're all just iconic. Uh, Bianca is also too, she is the younger sister and she is played by Larissa. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, she's the younger one and she's very popular, very like the it girl of the movie, which is the classic 90s, early 2000s rom-com. like trope is the popular girl and she is played very well in this movie i would say that she's like 15 or 16 in this movie so she's still pretty young yeah she's just her very like on brand teenage girl uh and she's always like on brand like in cute outfits like always like always looking her best which i i'm honestly obsessed with um she's always like trying harder to be the most popular girl, even if it's not always working out in her favor. Yeah, I, that's true. What and did I you really, think of I, Bianca? I, I really, first of all, fashion, uh, Bianca is like always super well-dressed, like her prom dress, like the pink one. I loved it. It was so nice. And yeah, I think she's just so different than Kat, but like in a good way. Like, I love Kat, but I also love Bianca, even though she's really different. She's just young and she's, like, immature, but in a cute way, I guess. Yeah, she definitely is more immature. I think it's just always her worry to, like, be popular and be pretty so that she's, like, not even, like, focused on, like, maturing herself, you know? Yeah. That's how I kind of feel uh, with that. I do I do like her though like I can't say that like I didn't like her character because that's just not true but like she's very likable yeah she is likable and I think that like they they tried to like make her unlikable if that makes sense yeah yeah he does and I'm really glad that they didn't like overdo the unlikable stuff 
because I really enjoyed her character. Like otherwise, like, yeah, she's definitely not my favorite, but overall she was a good character. And like, you always have to have that like popular mean girl moment. So that's that she, she brought that to the table. Yeah. And I also think it's interesting that the movie doesn't revolve like entirely revolves around Bianca, who's the popular one, but revolves around cats. And I think it's a different take on rom-coms in the early 2000s. So I think it's really interesting. Oh, yes, for sure. I agree. I think the thing that like makes this movie special is that it's not like your cookie cutter early 2000s. Like, yeah, it has like some of those like basic stuff, but it just works so well. Yeah. By like focusing on like the less popular one instead of like the most popular one, which I feel is like always done. Yeah, we've seen this movie. Yeah. Um, our next character is uh, Walter, who is the father. He is very overprotective of both of the girls, which is kind of understandable because they're both very like. They kind of like seem like the high school partiers of the group, always like maybe getting into a little bit of trouble, both of them, honestly. Yeah. And he just kind of wants the best for them. He doesn't want them to go too far away for college or too far, like doesn't want them to go to parties. So what did you kind of think about um, the dad? Well, first of all, I think he's really funny. Oh, yes, I totally agree. And I think the reason why he's so afraid of the girls going out, he's, I think he's an OBGYN or something like that. So he's used to seeing teen pregnancy and he just doesn't want his daughter to be pregnant as teen. But other than that, I think he's funny. And I just really love the, the actor. I've seen him in a lot of movies and TV shows and he's funny. So he does brought the funny in the movie, just like Cameron did. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah, he's definitely like funny. Another like comic relief character, which is always nice. He's basically just doesn't want his daughters to get pregnant. And one of my favorite lines is you never know when Mr. Stork is going to play a visit because (laughs) I don't know if they do this in France as much, but like when someone is like pregnant or like expecting, it's always like a stork is going to bring the baby or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I just thought that was, like, a super funny line that I just had to mention because it was (laughs) so funny. Um, Yeah. Up next is the uh, character Joey Donner, who is the senior, very self-absorbed. He basically just wants to have sex with Bianca. Um, I didn't really too much care for his character in general, uh, you know, he's like your popular basic jock. And obviously, like, I wasn't too into it. But what did you think of his character? Well, I think he's really cliche. Like, he's a jock. He's rich. He's good looking. He's popular. But as soon as you watch the movie, you know that Bianca is not going to end up with him. Like, it's obvious. So I just didn't really care about him. Yeah, totally. I really didn't care because I felt like he wasn't really adding anything to the story besides just being like an annoying, like popular boy. He was a walking cliche. Yeah, really, he was. I love that you kind of brought that up because it's such a it's like such a basic, like early 2000s trope. Like I keep saying that, but like the popular (laughs) boy 
And yeah, I just didn't really too much care for his character. I think that it was basic. He's just, there was nothing that I really enjoyed about him, to be honest. I don't know. I totally agree. He's not deep. Like we we don't know anything about his character. We don't know his background. Like he's just a facade, and that's not interesting. Yeah, I love I love that phrase. He's just a facade. Like that is <laughs> that I might have to start using that in my episodes because I love that. <laughs> um, up next we have Michael Ekman, who is basically a geek who tries to help Cameron win over Bianca, and he is kind of another character who I don't really have much to say. He's very, he's like very minor. Like he doesn't have much going on in the movie. He loves Shakespeare. Um, I think the most notable thing about him is the scene where he gets a dick drawn on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. It's like, it, that was so funny. Like I'm pretty sure my teacher, like, when we were watching it in class, like skipped over it. And it was so funny because he was like, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, really funny. Um, I think that also something that like it happens in this movie is that like all of these like boys are getting with all these girls. So even Michael gets with um, her name. I think her name is Man- Mandala. Yeah. And she was also uh, into Shakespeare. So I think it's like the message is like, you're going to find your soulmate, someone who understands you and you don't have to change because Kat finds Patrick and Cameron finds Bianca and then Michael finds whatever her name is. I just think it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I think that this movie does a really good job with like that. Like, I feel like in movies and in real life, it's just like a constant like, oh yeah, you have to change yourself to find someone. And like, I'm a huge, like strong believer that you should not have to change yourself for anyone uh like if you want to find love or a relationship you should just honestly just be able to be your true self and if you can't do that then they're definitely not the person for you 100 percent. i love i love that that was my little motivational um (laughs) bit for this minute uh let's see um i think we some other characters like obviously chastity uh she was something else because she basically betrays Bianca by going out with Joey. Yeah, because she's so into being popular and being the school school queen, uh, queen bee, etc. That she betrays her friend. And well, I love the actress. I love Gabrielle, but her character is not it. Yeah, it really is something I don't understand. Like the whole like I'm so obsessed with being popular. Like it just sounds like such a horrible thing to me but like I'm not gonna judge like anyone who's like obviously like wants to be popular it just doesn't seem like the thing for me personally another thing that irritated me about her is like her name was chastity church and yet she was the opposite of chastity or church (laughs) I I had no idea her last name was church but yeah chastity is not really chastity (laughs) yeah yeah well, also, I have a question, like, because Chastity is, is so obsessed about being popular and being a part of the famous clique, popular clique. Like, is it really the case in American high school? To just, like, want to be popular at all times? Yeah, is popularity that important? Or just- oh, yes. Unfortunately, popularity is so important in the U.S., and I can't even say why. 
Like, it is the stupidest thing. Like, at my school, there are certain people who are so focused with just, like, being popular and keeping their own personal image that they will do anything to keep it that way. That's so weird. Because we had um, an exchange student from Chicago, like, a few years ago. And, like, the first question he asked was, who's the popular guy like who's the popular group who's popular in here and we just look at the him like there's no no there's no one that's popular it's just groups you hang out with people you like and that's it like there's not cliques and so i think it's really weird yeah no it it happened it that's literally what it is you have the popular guys and the popular girls and most of the time the popular guys and the popular girls are all dating each other yeah yeah, it's, like it's, it's a weird cheap. thing. I don't really understand it for sure. But um, yeah, it's weird. And I feel like in most of these like early 2000, like 19 rom-coms, like it's always just something. It's always about popularity. Yeah, it's always the same topic. And it's actually how I portrayed high school to be like, because in French, there's not a lot of um, movies and TV shows about high school. So I had to watch um, American TV shows and movies about high school. And I thought that's what high school was going to be like. It was not. But <laughs> yeah, really uh, the movies portray it so weirdly. Like, I think another one that comes to mind is like Mean Girls. Like, I feel like it's the same thing constantly, like the popular high school thing. I mean, I would say that it's like still pretty like popular, quote unquote, to be like popular in high school. But I wouldn't say that it's everyone's main focus. It just depends on the person, obviously. Okay. Yeah, it all just kind of depends. And it also depends on what school you go to. I go to a private school. And so I feel like there tends to be more clicky people in a private school than there is in a public school. Yeah, I see. But to each their own. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, Um. I think another like they're adults in this movie like Mr. Morgan, Miss Perky, Mr. Chapin or Shapin, I always mess up. Uh they all kind of are just doing their own thing. Like the teachers, I feel like in all of these like movies never really know what's going on. I think it's not just teachers, but it's like adults too because sometimes parents don't know what's going on. For example, like you said in Mean Girls, um, I think it's Regina's mom. She's not really being a good mom, I think. Yeah, she's, I don't even know what she's doing. She's just like <laughs> trying to be popular, like her daughter. Yeah. So I think it's like recruiting in 2000 movies that parents are cool or never there because there's always parties in someone's house and there's no parents. Yeah, that literally... I have, I'm going to be honest, I have yet to be invited to a high school party, but I definitely probably wouldn't go anyways. So like, <laughs> but it's still like weird sometimes like to think that like in the movies and like in the media, it's always like portrayed as like the high school, like parties and stuff when I, that's not like always what happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that really was like a really good like start to the like characters and talking about this movie. But I have a question for you. Did you know that there's like a uh, like a 2010 like show based off of this like movie? Yeah, um, I think it's with the I don't know if you've watched 
Pretty Little Liars, but it's the same actress who played Paige. Yes, um, I love Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, so that's like fake. I don't know her real name, but Paige is in the TV show. And I started watching it, but it really was not that good. So I never finished it. And I think it was canceled, so... Yeah, I was I was like wondering. So you, you did see like a little bit of it. Like, is it supposed to be like the same thing? Is it like a spinoff? Like kind of what is going on with that? I think it's like a spinoff because there's Kat's father. He's a doctor, so he's still there, but he's not the girl's father. So I think it's like a spinoff or like what happens after in the same high school. But that's it. Interesting. Interesting. I definitely might have to check it out if I have the chance because I'm very intrigued by it. Like I didn't know like about it. Like I knew that the show existed, but I didn't know that it was based off of like this, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I kind of want to see like what it's all about. I don't really remember the plot, but it wasn't I'm gonna, that good. I might so. have to check it out, uh, especially after watching this because I did really enjoy it. So um, we'll see. We'll see if I have time. Maybe I'll check that one out. Uh, so honestly, let's just start from the beginning of the plot. Uh, it's it's kind of messy. So if you've never seen this movie, which one, I don't understand how you haven't seen this movie. But two, <laughs> uh, it's going to get a little confusing, but I'll try my best to explain it. And hopefully everything will make sense. So start off, we have like these, we're introduced to several characters like Bianca, Cameron, Michael. And so Bianca and Michael kind of have this like really kind of like flirty thing. And we have like, we're introduced to Kat and Bianca. And so Kat is accepted into Sarah Lawrence College, which is in New York. But her dad, who is very overprotective and stuff, just wants her to stay close to home. So we're kind of introduced to some conflicts already, like very early on. And I was kind of confused, like in the, at the beginning of this movie, the first time I watched it, like what was happening because I didn't understand like why all of this would like make sense and like how it'd come to play out. But then after watching it, like I noticed like what was happening. Yeah. So at first I had no idea that Sarah Lawrence was in New York. So I didn't understand what was the big deal. But then I found out that it was in New York and that the movie was set in Seattle, I think. Yes, like, I think that's correct. Other side of the country. And so I kind of understand her father. But I think it's it's common in the United States to move out of state for college. So at first I was not, so I, I didn't understand the conflict at first. Yeah, Um. I mean, I'll be honest, like my parents are very like over like, I don't, they're not like over obsessed with it, but like they're, they don't want me to, like my mom wants me to like stay close to home for college, but my dad wants me to go like halfway across the country for the, for college. <laughs> so it obviously like is up to like the parents' discretion. And like in the US, it is very, very common for people to go out of state for college. I would say that it is like probably the most popular, especially like a college that's in like New York, Chicago, or like any of like a bigger city or state. Yeah. But I definitely can see like why the dad would like be worried about that because especially if he's worried about her getting pregnant, I feel like during college, it's more likely that she will be getting pregnant. Um, <laughs> and so it just kind of makes everything like a little bit more crazy. They can't even date until they graduate, which is kind of crazy. I feel like, especially in the US, 
in France, I have a question. Like, what is the like typical like dating age? Like, when do people usually get their first boyfriend or girlfriend? I think it's 12 years old, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12 that's years really old. Fun. Yeah. That is definitely, I think that's even a little bit more young. I mean, I I would say it's probably about the same in the US, like depending on where you are or like what kind of school you go to, because I feel like the school does impact that. Um, well, I went to public high school and I'm currently in college. Um, but in high school, everyone was dating. And I think it's because in Europe, we're more like grown-ups. because for example, we can drink at 18. So we're a little bit like older. And so everything starts much earlier than in other countries. Like people start smoking at 13, 14 years old, drinking same. So dating only makes sense that they start dating at, 12 years old to be honest no no that that does make total sense I think in the U.S. we're always like either a little bit behind or way ahead there's no in between yeah (laughs) and so I'm personally like way behind because like in the U.S. like our drinking age is like 21 21 and so that's like three years higher than like in France and like I definitely could see like how that would like kind of cause like some societal differences and so I think that that's like so interesting, but yeah, basically everyone's obsessed with dating in the U.S. And in this movie, everyone's obsessed with dating as well. Um, we have, um, they're trying to um, find someone to date Kat. And so Cameron picks out Patrick, who's kind of like the school bad boy. And, but he like kind of gets like scared off. And it's like kind of just like this whole thing because Michael's like really trying like, Joey's like gonna pay Patrick to take Kat on this date um but they need to like find out what Kat likes and dislikes and so basically from here like Patrick actually begins to like start to show interest in Kat and they go to the party and it's just like everyone just kind of gets pissed off because like I don't understand why because they like all set this up but then weren't into like them being into each other yeah, I think they really didn't plan on Patrick to open up and to fall in love with Kat. So that's why I think. Yeah, I think it just like people weren't expecting it. And that just kind of created like an interesting dynamic for sure. Uh, but I kind of was okay with the weird dynamic because this party was like one of my favorite scenes. Like, um. Kat becomes upset because Bianca and Joey have been seen together and then she gets drunk. Um, Then they're like, we should start a band, which is such a random like US thing. (laughs) I feel like all teenagers just want to start a band. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) I mean, I do too. I don't get me wrong. I definitely would be interested in starting a band for sure. But like, it's just so like kind of funny to me that it like always seems to be happening in the US and like in TV shows and movies specifically, I feel like all the teenagers are like, let's just start a band. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, for sure. And so it just kind of gets this whole thing where there's this little kind of like love triangle, love square. Um, Cameron is like, I have feelings for you. And then Bianca like kisses him, which obviously in any rom-com, the kiss is always like kind of iconic and very anticipated I feel like yeah when she kissed him in the car was and I think he was like giving up on the relationship because he noticed that she's she was into Joey 
and so that's when she kissed him like he was like yeah i'm back in the game and yeah i really love that scene yeah i i do too it's it definitely creates like a whole like new dynamic for this movie because prom is coming up so joey offers to pay patrick to take cat to prom so basically this entire time uh cat is being just like played because no one's really interested but then it just like kind of gets crazy because uh patrick serenades her with a marching band which is the scene can't take my eyes off of you yeah uh they go on this really cute and romantic date uh which is obviously 10 out of 10 like any date in a (laughs) rom-com is gonna be great um and so Patrick insists that she will go with him to the prom. And it just kind of like gets to this whole like prom thing because Bianca's like, why hasn't Cameron asked me? And so she accepts Joey's invitation. But it just kind of this whole thing. And then Kat was like, I dated Joey. And they had sex, which obviously is going to cause some tension because what's new in a rom-com? <laughs> And I think it's so weird that Joey would date Kat and then want to date his sister years after. Like, he's so weird. Totally. It is such a weird thing. And I think, I don't know why that it even happened because it kind of just weirds me out. Yeah. Because I can't I can't picture Kat dating Joey because she's so much cooler than him. She has depth. She loves music. She's She's so different than him. And we don't know anything about him. So it's just really hard to picture themselves dating. For sure. Uh, It's just a really weird thing. And especially like if they did the dirty, like they did the deed, like why are they like dating each other's sisters? Yeah. I don't know. Really weird. Really weird plot. (laughs) Wasn't a huge fan of it. I'll be honest. Um, But, you know, I digress. Um, And so... Then all is like going fine at the prom, but then Bianca was going to have sex with Joey, which obviously, again, sex is the conflict here. Um, Then Joey's like, I arranged this with Patrick and then Kat is heartbroken. And then they have this little fight. And but then Bianca and Cameron kiss again, which is so weird. (laughs) Um. The next day, it just kind of gets better. Like, I think Bianca's, like, kind of realizing that there's no need to be mad. They reconcile, and then she begins to date Cameron. Um, Walter's like, yeah, Kat, you can take care of yourself and is like, go off to college and do what you want. Yeah. Yeah, he, he accepted that she can go to New York. So that was really cool. And I think even though she was kind of heartbroken after finding out that Patrick was paid to date her. I think she took it pretty good, I guess. Because in a lot of rom-com movies, you would see the character like sobbing, crying, and she was not. And I think it just shows how strong Kat is. For sure. I think that that created like a whole new dynamic because then in the next scene, they have to write their own version of the Shakespeare um, sonnet and she calls it 10 things I hate about you, which also happens to be the movie, but she still loves Patrick. And then um, he gets her a little guitar and they have fallen for each other and then they kiss. So 
romantic happy ending that I love to see. <laughs> and by the way, her, her sonnet was so good. Yes, I wish that I could like write a sonnet. Like, I just can't. <laughs> and I think I've read that apparently she was not supposed to cry, but she did. I don't know if she cried because the sonnet was passionate and touching, but she cried uh, and it wasn't planned. So, yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that though. Like, I think that creates like a whole new interesting dynamic for the movie. Yeah. Like she was so into the scene that she cried. Yeah, I think like I have heard like of cases and movies where and TV shows where like people or the actors and actresses cry when they like it. They're not supposed to, you know. Yeah. But I kind of I always think that, that adds like a whole new level onto the movie and onto the scene. Yeah, that's true. I I love because there's a lot of TikToks which shows like those scenes scenes where actor went out of character and cried and I just really love watching the movie after seeing this and like being like oh okay I get it he cried because he was so into the scene it just brings so much more into the experience so yeah it always like adds something and I think this movie like is such like a serious like kind of silly movie yeah that it works out to like the best of their ability honestly um so at the end of all my episodes I always have people rate the movie out of 10 so I will go first this movie definitely surprised me this was only my second time I've ever seen it but it really was probably a great one so I'm gonna have to give it like a 7 out of 10 okay yeah that's pretty good um, I think I would give it a 9 out of 10 because it's it's a classic rom-com movie, but it's also kind of different from other movies like Mean Girls, um, Clueless, She's All That. Like it, it has its own universe and its own characters, so I really love that. And I would put a 9 out of 10, I think. Wow, yeah. Also, um, did you know that the I think it's the director of 10 Things I Had About You also is the director of She's All That and another movie that I can't remember. Um, so yeah. I think it's he did She's All That after doing 10 Things I Heard About You. And I think he was inspired by Clueless to make 10 Things I Heard About You. So that's really cool. Okay, I love that, honestly. Like, I, I think that it's like kind of iconic that like all of these iconic movies are all direct, pretty much directed by like the same guy. Yeah. He's iconic. And I think he can be so proud of himself because a lot of generation have seen these movies. Like, for example, I'm 23 and I've seen his movies and I think you're 17. Yes, I am. Yeah, so you're 17 and you've seen his movies too. And I think, like, his movies are timeless and they age pretty goodly, I think. Yeah, they really do. They always, like, work very well. And, like, they are timeless. And I, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast here today. I had a great time talking about this iconic movie that if you listen to this whole episode and you still haven't seen it, like, what are you doing with your life? You should go watch it right now. Yeah. And by the way, if later he's so cute, you have to watch the movie just for him. <laughs> yeah, just for him. And yeah, you can follow me on Instagram 
TikTok, Twitter, all the places at that. So Matthew. And if you want to support me or the podcast, you can check out any of those and check out my website. That's so Matthew.com for all the fun stuff on there. And so I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a, an amazing day. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.